So um, growing up, uh, especially after my dad passed away, I didn't really know what to do with my life. I just remember being someone who didn't believe in themselves. I remember being called, you're stupid in math. You, uh, you can't focus, you can't um, do whatever. So I was someone who would put myself down many times and someone who would mm -hmm. feel like they weren't good enough. I already felt like I was, I was at a low point in my life, but yeah. I was brought to even lower point <laughs> in my life. And so being in that situation and then having them slowly build you up and build the confidence, I came out of there knowing that whatever I set my mind to, no matter what it is, whatever mm. it is, if I set my mind to do it, I can do it. Mm. And mm. no one is allowed to tell me I can't. All right, Chase Miller, welcome to The Thinking Project, man. Thank you. It's yeah, good to be here. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate Kent for uh, putting us in touch. Um, dude, and Jim Shark. Let's start with that. Jim Share. Jim Share. Yeah. Why did I say Shark? Is um, that the clothing company? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is, well, yeah. Well, and a lot Jim of people Shark. get that mixed <laughs> up uh, with us uh, just because it's just one letter off. <laughs> and what, what's actually super funny is what, if you look up Gymshare yeah. uh, online, uh, just on Google, yeah. you'll find that like we're the number one result, but right above us, there's like a, uh, there's like a paid ad for yeah. Jim Shark. So oh, like because everyone, they buy the missing letters. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's, it, it, it's hilarious. People get us mixed up all the time. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is ridiculous. And I, yeah, I've done that so many times, so don't be offended, but you're uh, good, man. No worries. And we talked a little bit about how it got started and everything, but I, I'm kind of curious about your opinion, um, just right out of the gate on fitness in general. So we're, we're kind of coming into this phase of, a, there's a lot of opinions out there on like, um, like I'm, you know, maybe how to get in shape, like, especially if you're a busy professional, yeah. Uh, a lot of like fad diets out there and stuff like that. Like what's your overall view of the fitness industry right now? Yeah, that that's a fantastic question. So I think all of it needs to happen. All of it needs to be there because um, over time I've realized that when it comes to like dieting, for example, right? When, when there are a lot of people who say, oh, the one size fits all type of deal. No, because everyone's body's different. Everyone's yeah. body reacts to diets differently. Like I've tried so many different diets <laughs> and there are some diets that work for me that don't work for other people who I know, yeah. right? And so it's so important to listen to your body and see what works best for you. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and that's kind of, I've had a lot of like health and fitness people on here. Um, Cause it always just, it, it, that is one conversation that like gets really heated, like almost immediately <laughs> when you, when you bring up something like, so like, I don't look like it, but I, I like intermittent fasting. Okay. Um, it works fine. Like it works for me. And I I sleep better. Great. So I do cold therapy and, awesome. and I do intermittent fasting. Good but then you. as soon as I say that, somebody's like, somebody jumps out of the woodworks and they're like, you're starving people. People are listening to you and you're going to kill people. And I'm like, no, cause I said like, it only, like I, I was like, it's me. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that debate gets pretty heated pretty quick, man. It's kind of wild. Well, it, it's totally understandable when people are very yeah. passionate. Like, like if, if, if you compare me to a big box gym, yeah, I'm going to get pretty heated. I'm very sure. passionate about it. But when it comes yeah. to just dieting in general and just the fitness industry, like the, there's, there's a need for competition. There's a need for different perspectives because 
something may work for one person that yeah. doesn't work for another. That's the same thing with gym share. Gym share is, is a specific type of gym experience that works for some people, but for others, it doesn't like, I have really good friends who have tried gym share and they're like, it, it, like, I like going to a big box gym. I like going to Voss. I like oh, going yeah. to these places. And you know what? That's totally fine. Yeah. Like we're not trying to win over everybody. We're trying to win over the people who, um, just to give a little background on what Gymshare yeah. is, like Gymshare is a private gym experience at your neighbor's house, right? <laughs> so it, so so in a way, you can think of it like Airbnb just for gyms, yeah. right? So the, the whole purpose is so that you can go to a gym and not feel like you're being judged, not feel that you, like people are looking at you or anything like that. You want to avoid the crowd, especially after COVID, like not having to share sweat, possible disease, whatever. Yeah, those you, places are gnarly. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? And and most importantly, you're just avoiding the crowds. Like I, yeah. I remember going to, um, I remember going to Vasa, for example. Um, and, and even when I was at BYU, uh, it just even going to the student gym, right? Yeah. And literally having to wait in line for like five to 10 minutes just for a cable machine, a bench press or whatever. Yeah. And just being like, this is ridiculous. I don't have the time to do this. Yeah. And so with gym show, you literally reserve a time at someone's gym, either a home gym or a small commercial gym. Oh, right? cool. cool. And uh, you reserve a time. And then you go and, and privacy doesn't mean being alone. You can bring friends, you, and yeah. each gym uh, host has a capacity limit for their gym. And so like, if a gym allows four people, great, you and three friends can go, for example, or a spouse or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. What's that guy? There's, I love those videos on uh, like TikTok or Instagram reels. Have you seen like Joey Swole? So he's the guy who like when somebody, uh, post a video trolling somebody at the gym, like okay, may, maybe they're overweight or whatever. Sure. And they're like working out and somebody like films them and, and trolls them. And then Joey Swole comes on and like trolls the troll. Right. Like <laughs> uh, those are, those are great. And, but I feel like that, that is a fear for people. Like yeah. that sometimes you think that this gym is only for like, um, you know, people who are genetically disposed, you know, differently. Right. Like it's just weird. Right. Um, and, and so I like Gymshare because if somebody doesn't want to like succumb to that or like be, be worried about going to a gym like that. Yeah. It's a pretty big, it's a pretty big thing. At, at least, I don't know. I haven't been in a gym forever. Clearly. <laughs> it's all right. I go to like, I do other types of, I could never get back into the gym, man. Well, why? My thing. Okay. Honestly, my thing is like, I just lost. I, I did the whole gym thing. Like when I wrestled, play football. Sure. And stuff like that. I did the weight thing. And I was like, okay, but I, after that, but, but when we were doing that, it was for a purpose. Like yeah. these ways, this weightlifting was to get better at football, which sure. is, or wrestling or rugby yeah. or whatever I was doing at the time. And now it's just like, I don't want to go there just to like go there. Um, so I'll do like jujitsu or, or wrestling or something like that. And Good then they you. might, then they might have like a weight thing in there, which I'll do. Yeah. But going to a gym, I, I also just, I'm, I'm in that camp too. I just, I don't care about going to the gym because I don't really want to see like <laughs> the guy, like the guys who are really jacked or whatever, like looking at everybody. Cause it's like, ah, uh, yeah. 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 It's kind of well, wild for me. Well, well, the reason why I started the company, like I already mentioned to you, like my yeah. side of the story, but, but my wife, 
um, she would not dare step foot in in a big box gym like Vasa, for example. Would not yeah. dare for that reason right there. Because after having three kids, um, my wife just doesn't feel comfortable. Sure. Right, exercising in front of other people. She literally, like, even though I've told her many times, nobody is like judging you. Nobody's <laughs> that's looking true. At you, that's true. Right, <laughs> yeah. but she feels that way. Yeah, and I know there are a lot of other people who feel that way. Like a lot of our users, uh, we call our users gymmers. Yeah, a lot of our gymmers are like they come to Gymshare for that reason to yeah. avoid that. Like whether yeah. that's true or that's not true, but like that's why I started the company. Like I started the company because I we, we built our own home gym, right? Yeah. Um, I live in Spanish Fork, and I shared my reason. I just hated waiting in line for equipment. <laughs> my wife would not dare step foot in a crowded gym, right? And so we built a home gym, had the garage doors open, had neighbors pass by, and was like, hey, can I use your gym? I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, only if I can get it by myself or with or with like my friend or something like that. Yeah. I don't want anyone to just show up. Can like, is it okay if I reserve it? I'll pay you for it. I'm like, yeah. okay, sure. Yeah. And that's honestly where Gymshare was born with the initial idea. And then I started doing a little bit of research on it. And I found that about only 19% of the U.S. population today has a gym membership and only 33% actually use it. Yeah, gym memberships make a lot of money on breakage. Well, well, they do. Yeah. And, and like, like my personal goals in life, like the, the, my feel like my calling in life is to, is to make a difference in this world, get people to love fitness, to love to exercise. That could be going to the gym. That could be going for a walk. That could be a myriad of different things, but just to love it. Yeah. Right. Gym share is simply a catalyst to help me accomplish that goal, right? And to help people get healthier, help people succeed. Because I've seen the benefits of when I've prioritized my health and my fitness, what that's done for my life in a myriad of different aspects of yeah. it, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, what have you, right? So I just want to help people succeed in that. Yeah, I like that. And when I, whenever I interview somebody in the health and fitness world, that they have a business and it's, it always does come back to like, I asked the question, right? Does like, does your physical health, when you, when you started prioritizing that, did your business get better? And the answer was always yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Because, well, it just makes sense, right? Like when you're, yeah. when you think better, when you think more, like I remember uh, being in my business and just not sleeping mm. and, and I was like, dude, I just, and I realized one day I was like, I'm just so tired. Like I can't function. Like if I try yeah. to do this, so then you get better sleep. And then I woke up and you get right. Like, yeah, your body has a big, plays a big role. Um, you mentioned before this podcast, you have like a full-time and gym share. Yes. Okay. I, I, I do. We don't have to talk about the full-time <laughs> so much. What I do want to know though, uh, because there's a lot of listeners who will stumble upon this, who are in that boat. Okay. They've got a balance. They've got a full-time job because it pays the bills. It, they have benefits, all that good stuff, but they want to start the entrepreneur journey, right? Yeah. And I think the the definition of entrepreneur is, is where I want to start, right? Like, what okay. what do you feel like that is? Because you do you tell people you're an entrepreneur, even though you have like a full time and this in the gym share that you started. Um, I don't necessarily tell people that I'm an entrepreneur because I feel like the 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 title entrepreneur is something that's earned. Right. Okay. Like, so for me, someone who's considered an entrepreneur is like Elon Musk or someone who, <laughs> okay. like, or like Steve Jobs or okay. like these big, like amazing people who 
they don't have to say a word. You just know, <laughs> right? Like I, I, I'm the type of person who you, you earn things through your actions. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Okay. That answers your question. <laughs> okay. So when, when do you feel like you become an entrepreneur then? When I, I walk into a store or I go to Silicon Slope Summit, they're like, oh my gosh, you're Chase Miller. <laughs> okay. So it's more of like, so entrepreneur ne isn't necessarily like a path for you. It's more of like a title. It honestly, it's just words. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like I think, I think at the end of the day, as long as you're achieving your purpose and you have a core why that's pushing you, a calling yeah. that's pushing you, then that's when you're a true entrepreneur. When people see that in you, that you are accomplishing your calling in life. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like it. And, and I would, and I feel similarly, I, I don't really, I think you can, anybody, I think you can say the word entrepreneur, do whatever. Like when I was in school for it, right. Uh, like getting my master's or whatever, the, the definition of an entrepreneur, they actually broke it down. And I thought of the, the, like the, the actual definition of entrepreneur was pretty interesting, but I, I feel, feel, feel like people just get so caught up on that word. Right. Like, but I like how you described it. Like if you just, if you're pursuing your dream, if you're fulfilling your purpose, if you got this calling and you're acting on it, you, it doesn't really matter after yeah. that. Right. Yep. Ah, it's a good, that's a good way to put it. I, I, I enjoy that, that philosophy because a lot of people don't feel like they, they get that, you know, like I, like people go like, are entrepreneur. I was like, nah. I do the same thing. Cause I'm like, <laughs> mm, I do that dog. I'm just like doing my thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's cool. But plus I, I don't subscribe. I think some things culturally need to change before we can start throwing entrepreneur around again. Like, I think you got like this hustle culture. That's, it's kind of ruined that word. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, how do you balance, how do you balance full-time family gym share? Wh what does that look like? Well, um, I think it comes down to having, uh, conversations with my wife and my kids, Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, just, just having that conversation with them and making sure we're all on the same page with everything and making sure they're aligned with our goals. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, um, I, I'm so grateful for my wife. She, and, and also my kids too. I, I'm just so grateful that she allows me to do this because <laughs> like, I know how hard it is. Well, obviously I could never know cause I'm not in her shoes, but, um, but like I can, I can definitely see the struggles that she's going through as I'm trying to start this business and help this grow and, and help other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think it really comes down to having the conversations with your spouse and making sure that you're on the same page with everything and making sure everyone's saying, okay, we're all, we're on this ship together <laughs> and we're moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Communication's a big one. I mean, obviously, right. Like, and then, and then I like how you just said it, like, are we aligned in this yeah. and what does that mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, because some of the best relationships I've ever had have that conversation somewhere in the, in the relationship, which is like, I knew what we signed up for. Yeah. Like I knew that this was going to be hard. I knew that it was going to be difficult, but like yeah. we're here together. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and that's a beautiful conversation. I, I, so one of the things that I really enjoy, uh, talking about, um, you brought up a little bit is empathy. Um, because you know, everybody's heart is different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, I, it's always kind of crazy to compare those. But how do you feel like, um, you know, in your, in your business with Gymshare, 
and even maybe in your family and things like that. Um, how do you apply that, that empathy or like, uh, or just like kind of maybe market isn't the right word, but that's the only word coming to my head right now, but like market that kind of like, we get it. We understand kind of thing. Like, are you referring to, like to gym share? Or? Yeah, gym share or like your life or like how do you just implement that that idea? I feel like you I feel like you've kind of touched on it a few times. Um how do I implement uh, empathy in my yeah. life in yeah. general with gym share and everything? Yeah. Um that's a really good question. Um I think um so throughout my life I've I've been through several different experiences like all of us have. Sure. And so I've seen a lot of different ways of doing things and kind of going back to your first question and, you know, the fitness industry stuff, I just relating that yeah. to this. It's just that everyone's going through something. Right. And if, if, if I can meet them where they're at, right. And then be able to leave a positive impact on them yeah. and help them go from like, let's say, you know, on a scale from one to 10, like one, someone's super depressed versus 10, they're like loving life, whatever. <laughs> yeah. If I can bring them to a five to a six, great. I've done my job. Yeah. Right. Like, so I just think that, um, meeting people where they're at and helping them, um, just move one number up. Yeah. Is, is great. Yeah. Meeting people where they're at. That's, that's all you got to do. Right. And yeah. I think that if you, if you can do that, if people can feel that, you know, one of my things with like selling is like when people feel seen and heard, they'll move yeah. mountains for yeah. you. Right. Like, that's true. Yeah. I, I love that. And, uh, that kind of ties into, you know, where I want to go with like mentors. Right. So like when we first met, um, was that, yeah. Was someone on the phone with you, John, was his name? Uh, Josh. Josh. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Uh, but like uh, how have mentors played uh, a role in, in gym share? Fantastic question. So um, at the end of the day, it comes to them helping me to believe in myself. Shit. Yeah. Right. So yeah. because like I, I uh, so I've always asked myself the question. Um, when you're looking for that one person to make or break your life for that one person to help you get to the next level, you got to look in the mirror, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Right. So the people who I love, um, and I know I'm getting a little emotional about this because I have so many mentors, like my, my, my father passed away when I was 12 years old and, um, I've always been looking for father figures in my life. And there've been several, uh, several men in my life who have stepped in to fill that role, like from a different perspective, like my uncle, his name's Kim Reedy, um, or technically he's my second cousin, but we call each other uncle nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's like he's, he's been the person, uh, one of the biggest people in my life to help me realize that I am good enough. I am capable of doing great things if I put my head down and I just do it. Right. Um, and like, no matter what people think of me, no matter what, how people react or no matter how people, um, um, view my results, whether they be good or bad in their eyes, he always tells me, believe in yourself. You are capable. You are good enough. And obviously Josh too, like he's, he's that type of person for me as well, right? He has helped me, you know, from several different aspects, you know, from a spiritual level, um, and from, from a business level telling me. Chase, you have the skill set. You have the drive. Let's do this. Mm. So, yeah, beautiful story. Thanks for sharing, man. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that uh, because it. I think that is 
one of the key points of a mentor. And I love that you brought that up because, you know, we'll talk about this on the show. We've had over like 350 guests and we'll bring up mentors and, and there's a lot of tact things, tactful things in there. Like this is what you look for in a mentor. This is what you, a mentor should do and, and so forth. But I like how you mentioned just like, even if they just help you believe in yourself. Yeah. Cause I think that is a pretty um, limiting belief for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, because at the end of the day, like, um, no degree, no, um, no degree, no, no degree. Would you want to be where you, uh, no, uh, yes. Okay. Like, go I, ahead, I, go yeah. Ahead, go so, ahead. so I do have a degree, but I'm, I'm saying like no degree, no certification, no college, no whatever mm. can help you get to the next level unless you get yourself to the next level. Mm -hmm. But obviously there are people who are going to help you get there, but at the same time, you have to be the one to make that decision. Because I, I'm a firm believer when you tell yourself, this is what I want, and you're will, do, willing to do whatever it takes, willing to learn anything, willing to act on anything, willing to get to that point, you are by definition considered unstoppable, mm -hmm. right? And so yeah. that's what I look for in a mentor, someone who will teach me and help me to believe in myself, because at the end of the day, I can be my own worst enemy. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's such a good point. Cause I think it's, it really is like an internal game. It's not for anybody else except for you. Like you have to play that game uh, against yourself Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, when you're saying that, it kind of reminded me of that, that old quote, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. And that's a scary thought, dude. Yeah. It's like, it, it is all you <laughs> or right us. Um, and, uh, and whenever I talk with business owners, like that is pretty scary, but like that radical accountability, yeah, you kind of have to take that route. Yeah. But it's, it's making that decision early on. Oh, good point. Right. So like, like I've had, um, like this is my third crack at, 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 at doing something to make it easier for people to exercise. So they love it. Mm. Right. Um, and I think it's been, that decision from the very beginning to not stop, to keep moving forward, no matter what. Because at the end of the day, yeah, I've I I the first two businesses weren't successful, but if I hadn't done those, I wouldn't have gotten to Gymshare. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's make I made that decision when I with my first business to mm -hmm. just start and keep going. Like like <laughs> like my wife, she she always tells me how stubborn I am when it comes to this stuff, that when I'm convicted <laughs> yeah. of something, I will not stop Yeah, right, yeah. until I get it right. Yeah. Well, but, but you have to, right? So one of my yeah. favorite authors, Mark Manson wrote a book uh, and basically flipped the question upside down, which is like, it, the question isn't like, what are you willing to do? Or like, are you willing to do whatever it takes? It's he, he flipped the question is like, what are you willing to suffer through to get it? Yeah. And, and I thought it was just, an, I mean, the same thing, right? Like, Everybody kind of splits it, splits hairs with that, but I, for me, it was an interesting way of putting that, which yeah. is like, like how you know, how far are you willing to go? Like, how, how much suck are you willing to put up with, dude? <laughs> well, so I, um, so I used to be in the military. Okay, uh, I, um, I served in the army in the, in the Utah Army National Guard, um, cool. and um, I remember going through uh, basic training and then talking, like saying the word, and I know a lot of military <laughs> personnel can relate to this: embrace the suck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Embrace the suck because at the end of the day, right, you have people who are relying on you. And if you don't embrace the suck, they're going to be at risk. Yeah. And so, like, like, that's something that I've 
helped. I've, I've, oh, sorry. I've kept on reminding myself in life because like my family is counting on me. My, my friends are counting on me. My um, mentors are counting me, but the most important who's counting on me is that is counting on me is my future self. Yeah. Because I cannot be that future self unless I embrace the suck now. Mm. And that I need to have pain today to have pride tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Amen. And I remember that we, I remember embrace hearing embrace the suck when I was in wrestling. One of our coaches was a former military guy. And we had a one, one time we had a shirt for wrestling that uh, had like a chicken pulling a train on it <laughs> because <laughs> That's awesome. he, because he said like, if I tell you that a chicken can pull a train, what should you do? And, and uh, because the phrase underneath that chicken pulling a train was hook them up. <laughs> like if I tell you that a chicken can pull a train, hook them up. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, D- yeah, damn. That's awesome. Right. Because like you, it, at some point you've got to just like, you know, embrace leadership. And I like what you said there. I like what you said in your story about the first two businesses. And this is why I argue because something interesting about me is I got my degree in accounting in, in an MBA, but uh, prior to my degree in accounting, I was probably only like two or three classes away from a BA in philosophy. Okay. Um, but I ended up switching like literally at the last minute because, you know, I listened to the crowd and they were like, you know, that you're not going to do anything with a philosophy degree. And whether they were right or wrong, I don't know, but I really appreciated it because one of the things that, you know, I was working towards or like, and slowly kind of figuring out, and let's chat about this. Um, but I personally don't, I don't know how failure exists because of the reason that you just mentioned, right? Yeah. Like, and, and I think that everybody kind of agrees with that. We just say it differently. Yeah. Like you didn't fail. You learned, yeah. but like, but then failure doesn't exist. Then, then you just, well, like, like failure definitely exists, but okay. it's what you do with that failure. Right. What, what you like, like you said, you win or you learn right? sure. at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And so like, um, Okay, so for example, um, I used to play lacrosse for BYU. Yeah. Um, and so um, in lacrosse, right, at the end of the day, there's a winner and there's a loser. Yeah. But there's a time limit, right? So yeah. the game is however long, three hours, two and a half hours, yeah. whatever, right? But at the end of the day, you come away with a winner or a loser. Life is different. Sure. Life, yes, there is a time limit. We will end up <laughs> passing away yeah. at some point. But it's while you're still alive— the game is not over. The game is yeah. still going. Yeah. And so it's it's when your when your face hits the dirt, if you can look up, you can get up. And yeah. Keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and this is a distinction that I would like to make because there is a di- I think there's a difference if we're talking about this f- philosophically. Sure. Um, there's a difference between that word failure and losing. I definitely you know, you can lose. I've lost a ton. Yeah. Um, but I've, I also feel like you're exactly where you're supposed to be because it's like you mentioned, right? Like I talked with uh, a, an entrepreneur early in this podcast, probably like sub 50 episodes. And he said something that stuck, has stuck with me even today, like four years later. And he, you know, he was like, look, a lot of people try to chase the million dollar idea, but they never started the $1 idea. They never started that hundred dollar idea that, that failed or whatever, right. That they lost at. Yeah. He, he's like, if you, if you're not willing to try the $1 idea, you'll never know what a million dollar idea looks like. That's true. And, and, I, and so that, that's kind of like this whole thing of like, I just, you know, like 
get out there, do it. Like just do it. Yeah. You're going to fail, lose, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I just call it, you know, just life. Like that's just part of this game. Like, you know, somebody was like, man, I've, you know, I failed at my first three businesses or whatever. And I'm like, well, join the club, man. What are you talking (laughs) about? You know what I mean? Like, welcome, welcome to the game. (laughs) You finally realized it. Uh, so, but it's all good. Like to me, and even that word, whatever, but, but it's all part of this, this, this journey. And, and I think just putting these labels on it, you know, feels like counterintuitive to me where you just like, ah, oh, dude, no, you, you did what you were supposed to do. Those yeah. first two businesses were what was supposed to happen. Yes. And, uh, and if you, you know, and the argument is, is if you could go back with the knowledge now, would you do anything different? And, and my answer would be no, or at least you shouldn't because that's why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes, <laughs> you know? totally makes sense. Uh, and I don't know, did I get, I get deep. Sometimes I get too deep on this. But it's fun because yeah. I feel like uh, one of my favorite quotes that came out of like philosophy and one of my favorite schools is stoicism. But I always tell people that I like stoicism before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> like my mother taught me like that stuff. But like we grew up with with the saying like how you do anything is how you do everything. Makes sense. Sure. Yeah. You will like, you know, it's like the th- same things that would make you become a good father. And I learned this in my podcast. This is probably one of the things I learned the most is like, you know, the things that make you good in a relationship would also make you good as a business owner, right? Like you'd have to pretty much do the same thing. Yeah. Like if you communicate, have empathy, set clear listen. boundaries, listen. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like take feedback. Yes. Be able to, you know, have constructive conflict. Like all of these things you'd have to do any anywhere. And uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Hey, but you were in the military. How do you feel like, do you feel like that played a big role in how you do business? Yes. 100%. All right. Tell me more. So before the military, mm-hmm. um, well, okay, I'll, I'm going to back up here a little bit. So um, growing up, uh, especially after my dad passed away, I didn't really know what to do with my life. Like mm-hmm. my, my, my dad, like my, my brother and I and, and sister, we, we were bred to be athletes. Like my dad, like put us in all these camps, did, did all these things. We had, we had, we had all this coaching, like, like, um, like for whatever sport, but also just helping us to succeed in general in life and what what, uh, what have you. Um, and then he passed away. My brother and I and sister didn't have that person pushing us. So mm. we came to a crossroads where we had to choose for ourselves the very first time, what do we want to do? Mm, right? Interesting. And so um, I just remember being someone who didn't believe in themselves. I remember being called you're stupid in math you uh you can't focus you can't re uh you um like, like you, you can't um do whatever mm-hmm. right by by people in my life who, who had told me that many many times and so i was someone who would put myself down many times and someone who would mm-hmm. feel like they weren't good enough and so i wanted to make a difference i knew i was called to this earth to do something great. I knew that from the very beginning. I didn't know what I was going to do, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I knew that if I kept on living this life where I felt to myself I'm not like I'm not good enough, then then I will not accomplish what God put me on this earth to do. And so that's when I decided to enlist in the military. Not a bad idea. So, um just like 
those classic uh, army uh, <laughs> commercials on TV got yeah. to me, yeah. right? Um, and, and obviously, like you know, seeing superheroes and army people and uh, and just other military people in movies and stuff like that. I'm just like, that's confidence, yeah. right? Like, I want to be like that. And so I went, and tell you what, I was scared out of my mind when I went. <laughs> I I I was like, what on earth did I get myself into? Yeah. Right when I first went, and um, what a beautiful feeling, by the way. <laughs> That's a great feel. Like I think if you don't ever have that. Well, well, okay. I remember this. Uh, I totally forgot the um, the lady's name or my my drill sergeant's name. But as soon as I got off the bus, <laughs> I, I was in um, I was in uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. So Fort, Fort Leonard, yeah, Missouri, I know I, I know. um, I got off the bus, this lady, uh, or the, so the drill sergeant, she's like maybe five, five foot, five, three. Yeah. So, so, so shorter than I am. Right. Screaming in my face and making me feel inferior. Right. And all these things and bringing me literally my lowest point. Like, I already felt like I was I was at a low point in my life, but yeah. I was brought to even lower point <laughs> in my life. And so being in that situation and then having them slowly build you up and build the confidence, I came out of there knowing that whatever I set my mind to, no matter what it is, math, science, literature, starting a business, starting a family, finance, whatever mm. it is, if I set my mind to do it, I can do it. Mm. And mm. no one is allowed to tell me I can't. Mm. Right. That's where I think they finally tapped into that, that thing in my brain. Um, as, um, as David Goggins would put it, that, that general in your brain, <laughs> shutting that general off and saying, we're going to work. We're going to do something. I'm not going to listen to you. Mm. Yeah. Right. So, um, anyways. Yeah, no, I like that dude. And I appreciate the story, uh, because it just reminds me of so many things that, that are applicable, which is, You've got to go through that. Like you, uh, it, it's such an interesting dichotomy of like, uh, so the best example I can think of right now is like faith, okay, right? Which is like, um, you don't have the faith to do something until after you've done it because you've got to prove yes. to yourself that you can do it. Yes, yes. <laughs> like you're like, ah, man, I don't know if I can do this. They're like, me either, docs, so let's go. <laughs> Right, like that's so true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you probably can until we do it, right? Like, yeah. well, you definitely can until you get it done. Yes. And uh, and uh, that's always funny because like it's I love this. Uh, my my favorite way to learn is just like uh, you know is how I is how I learned, which was just through this totally uh, like contradictory, you know, um, counterintuitive approach to learning, which is like you know I don't know if I can do it. Like me either, dog. I guess we're going to, I guess we'll see, you know yeah. what I mean? Cause I, yeah. but the argument there is like what you just said, which is, you know, you really don't know until you get it done. Yes. Like, yep. And you just got to do it. You just got to do it. And then when you have enough of those and, and you know, there's a lot of people who will say this, I think one most recently uh, who, who was coined for this on his podcast run was Alex Ramosi, who said like uh, confidence is like built up on experiences, right? Like, yeah. so I've been in sales for 10 years. And so, you know, when somebody comes to me with an objection, I know how to handle it, uh, not because I'm suave, but because I've heard it 10 million times and I already know yeah. what to say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're like, wow, you handled that so good. And I was like, well, yeah, it's the same thing I heard from like 10 million other people. Right? Yep. And the first time I heard it, you'd have thought I was a joke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, but but like eventually, yeah. it's just like, well, you you know, you talked about it. It's just like the more experience you get, the more you're just like, dude, I've been here before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, and, and it just looks different, but it's the same thing. 
And, and I love that because, you know, you get that in your head and then you're just like, bro, if I, you know, if I can't do it, you know, nobody can, but I can do it. Yeah. And, and I, and I love that dude. Uh, tell me about, um, starting gym share though. Mm -hmm. When you, when did you realize like, uh, okay, so you have, so let's, you have the two businesses, um, that lead you to gym share and, uh, you know, you got your family, you got your, your full-time gig. Um, what, what made you like, Hey, we're going to do this and then like put it together. And, and how was that whole story? Yeah. So, um, I, well, so to answer your question, like I love to read, well, really listen to books. I, sure, I listen yeah. to books when I commute. Um, and so, um, a book that struck me, um, was, well, actually two books. So the lean startup, yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm assuming you heard of that uh, mm -hmm. by Eric Rise and also the cold start problem by Andrew Chen. Cool. So read both those books or listened to both those books, love them. Absolutely love them. And, um, when I first came up with the idea for gym share, I, it was due to frustration, both <laughs> on my, on my part and my wife's part. And mm -hmm. then neighbors, I already mentioned it. Um, but it was when I decided to start lean and to test my idea on a lean scale. So like what I did was I just put, uh, instead of hiring a developer and like, and, and finding a marketing team and mm -hmm. doing all these things, I, I tested it on a very lean level where I didn't really spend any money at all. And, and by the way, my, um, my wife, after I two failed businesses before, <laughs> she was like, okay, I will only allow you to start gym share if you can convince me that you can get people to use this without spending a dime on marketing. Hey, that's a good thing though. It is. And honestly, that prompted me to go down this lean route, mm. right? That helped me understand if, if I'm going to be a, even allowed to do this by my wife, <laughs> then I need to figure out a way to convince people that this is a good service without spending anything on money cool. uh, on marketing. Yeah. And so, and so, um, that's like, that's what I did. I just did a very lean thing. Like, uh, I didn't hire a developer. I just put some software together, just link them through uh, an integration, uh, like through an iPad integration platform as a service. Yeah. Um, and then tested it, went around my neighborhood and see, saw what people thought. Right. Yeah. When I did that and linked it to that research, I was telling you about before, about the 19% of the U S population yeah. gym membership, only 33% use it. I asked myself why, why aren't people using their memberships? Like the 19%, yeah. why aren't they using it? Yeah. And, um, and then after doing that and asking neighbors, they said, I just don't feel comfortable being in a gym. I don't feel comfortable like exercising in front of other people, especially yeah. after COVID. I don't feel comfortable with sharing sweat or equipment of people <laughs> who don't wipe it down, right? I, 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 I don't like when people just sit on a bench press and just are texting on their phone and not doing anything. I don't mm -hmm. like that. I don't like having to wait in line for weights, whatever the reason, right? Mm -hmm. I'd heard all these things. And when I realized that I feel the same exact way as them, I knew that that was the biggest difference between my other businesses versus this one. It was, I wasn't even using my own software every <laughs> single day. Yeah. If I'm not using my own software every single day, why should anyone else? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so 
with Gymshare, I literally reserve my own home gym every single day. I have to reserve it now because I have tons of people using my gym now, right? <laughs> so I literally have to reserve it, but I had to do that from the very beginning because I wanted to, because I love it. Absolutely love work, like exercising in my home gym. It is so much fun just like <laughs> yeah. walking into my garage and there's my gym, right? And <laughs> yeah. I don't have to drive 10 minutes or five minutes, however long it takes me to get to yeah. the closest big box gym. I can just walk straight in there. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I love that. And so with my team, it's myself and, and three other, um, and, and three other people. I challenge them often if we're not using our own software every single day from the perspective of both our gymmers, our users, yeah. and our gym hosts, then why should anyone else be yeah. using our software? Yeah. Right? So, like, like, I'm the type of person, you have to believe in what you do. Not in by saying it, but by doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it makes a big difference. Like, when I'm training salespeople, you know, it makes you can tell who believes in it and who doesn't. Like by the numbers, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty data driven game. You can tell if somebody believes in it or not. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I I can tell right away. I've been in the the training game too long. I can be like, oh yeah, this guy's not convinced, bro. <laughs> well, he's just not convinced. And like, yeah. and if he's not convinced, like, you know, I don't know how you make him convinced. Otherwise, yeah. you know. But like when I so so like when we train salespeople, we'll just go through like reviews or like use the software yeah. or whatever. Uh, but yeah, because you're right, dude, it's, you got to love it and you got to, you got to use it and you got to put your money where your mouth is. And I remember selling something one time where they, where they would always, always ask like, well, would you do this? And I was like, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, but you can, and then, yeah. and then, you know, and anyway, but, but I felt like that was a little, a little different, but anyway, it was, it was funny though. But dude, I appreciate you coming, man. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to cut you short, but w before I let you go. Um, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can go to Gymshare, how they can download it, yep. use it, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can go to gymshare.co. .co. .co. Uh, we still don't own .com. Literally the person who has it isn't even doing anything with it. So we're trying to, we're trying to purchase <laughs> it. Uh, but, but yeah, so gymshare.co is how you sign up for Gymshare and check us out. We have like a little video on there. Uh, and then obviously Instagram, uh, gymshare.co. Yeah. Same thing. Um, that, that, that's really where we are. And then if you want to look me up, uh, you can go to the ongoing chase on Instagram. So that's my very cool. Yeah. So very I, cool. I, uh, <laughs> um, anyways, so good yeah, for you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, yeah, dude, right on. Thanks for joining me, man. Thank Appreciate you so it. much. Dalton. Appreciate the time. 